Hi, everybody. Welcome to our latest episode of On Friendship. This is, I think, our 32nd episode that we've done together of On Friendship. Can you believe it? That's a lot of episodes. (laughs) I am Phil Critter Rachel Wagner, and Elisa Lucas is here, friendship expert. Hello. Yes. (laughs) 32. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not including the Christmas movies or the ones we did before. That's just like official. Goodness Official gracious. On that friendship was probably closer to 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me see. And I, I keep, I have a letterboxed um, list of all the ones that, and this doesn't include the adventure episode we did. I didn't uh, include that in the, um, but uh, um, so we've done 46 movies that you and I have ooh. talked about together. Whoa, all right. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited about the movie that we're talking about today. It's called Just My Type. And mm-hmm. this uh, movie aired in 2020. It was, uh, so we had, it was like right in the thick of when things were getting canceled and, and everything in yeah. the pandemic. So the, this whole spring season was kind of like our last sense of sort of normal, uh, yeah. normal hallmark uh, for a while. Uh, and uh, our last sort of season. And, and then pretty much from there onward, they were kind of grasping <laughs> for, yeah. for any content. Yeah, I mean. Doing what, their best. <laughs> what they pulled off in 2020 cannot be understated. I mean, it is yeah. unbelievable that they managed to still produce uh, and to do still do 40 movies is for Christmas is just absolutely amazing. But that's wild. Uh, the, 40? the, yeah, the, the, I think it was actually in 41, if I'm not mistaken, but the, uh, the in between period in 2020 from this spring season to Christmas was, was rough. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, you mean, they were just buying, you know, anything that had previously aired in Canada or anything that, uh, and there was just ones where we were like, yeah, I can see why you originally passed on this. (laughs) Well, and now it's like, it's just a reminder to be grateful for the good content. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That exists. (laughs) Uh. So how has your September been? Do you have a good start to the school year? Pretty good start? It's, it's busy. It's a whirlwind. Busy, yeah. I can't. We're about to start week four. So just busy with classes and I'll be traveling with the football team. Um, so oh, that's yeah? exciting. Yeah, it's just, you know, busy fall. I've been decorated for Halloween since August. So nice. I'm ready. <laughs> all right, all right. So what do you do for the football team? I work for athletics as a faculty liaison. And so well. it's all about like student advocacy for the student athletes. And so when I can, I try to travel with the teams. And so I haven't been able to do it since before the pandemic. And so uh-huh. I'll be going to with the football and then volleyball later. So oh, it's just a way to experience I mean, it's quite a feat to see what happens in a short amount of time and moving that many people and that many moving parts. And so it's about 
having that experience and then also sharing it with other faculty and folks on campus to help them better understand the student athlete experience. There's a lot that goes into the job. That's another podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That sounds, I'm glad you're back at it. That sounds rewarding. Yeah, Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Good. Well, good. I, I, how about your September? You've been busy. my, My September was very busy. I, of course, went to D23 in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Followed and... along online. So, yeah, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's exhausting, but but a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think that I had a better experience at D23 than in the past because, because I had, had experienced it before and I kind of knew uh, yeah. uh, how to navigate it. Yeah. And uh, uh, the... the 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 roughest part is when you're waiting for these big large panels that sometimes you have to wait four or five hours and when you don't have any back to sit on like a, a oh, chair yeah. or anything that it, it is brutal your back starts yeah. to feel it big time after about two hours it hurts really bad and um so (laughs) i only did one big panel this time uh and i was lucky enough a friend of mine uh, you got to have if you got a reservation for a big panel you got to bring Mm -hmm. a plus one and uh, my uh my friend jonathan was kind enough to make me his plus one so we only had to wait for like two hours so thank you jonathan yeah (laughs) and as someone who has back pain that sounds terrible but at the same time rewarding in the end <laughs> once you once you make it into seats and get to yeah. do the whole panel and that sort of thing I mean then that's last really... time I was so tired by the time I got into the the panel I I kept falling asleep <laughs> like I worked so hard to get here why am I so tired but <laughs> that's, that's amazing for you but that's there were some amazing. really cool there were some cool panels. Like I went to the Muppet Christmas Carol panel celebration. Ooh. That was really cool. Um, and they had both the Muppets and the performers and, and behind the scenes director, composer, nice. people like that. I love the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. So that was really fun. Um, and then they, I went to a celebration of Encanto and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, where Lynn Manuel streamed in, said, "Ooh, I saw." <laughs> and that movie, if people don't know, they completely made that movie over, um, like virtually over streaming. Wow, wow, which is amazing. All the artists, all the voice acting, all of that was all done. They didn't actually meet as a cast until the premiere. That's which is wild. wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like a great trip and living yeah. the high life in the sense that like you're doing what you love to do. So that's great. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm very, very, very fortunate to yeah. be able to. I'm yeah, happy for you. To, that's so, it's so fun. To be able to have, have found a way to kind of clobber together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, my dream job i feel very fortunate and i'm thankful to yeah. everybody who listens to any of my podcasts thank you so much because yeah. it, it couldn't do it without without you all that's for sure so and the patrons and everybody so thank you so much uh but uh today we are talking about like i said just my type mm-hmm. which aired in 
uh, April, I think, of 2020. Uh, and uh, it was I hadn't seen it since then, so it was kind of interesting to revisit it. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it, I think it's a solid little cute little movie. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. It's gonna be fun. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> the little summary on IMDb is just says Vanessa, a features writer in in New York City, hopes to land the interview of a lifetime with renowned mystery author Martin Claiborne. So this stars Bethany Joy Lance and Brett Dalton. I mean, what did you overall think about the movie? I thought it was cute. Like, again, I know I do this probably every episode where I remind people that I grew up <laughs> watching Lifetime. Okay? Uh-huh. And, I, and I have watched some Hallmark with my mom because she loves Hallmark. She always asks me, so what are you and Rachel going to talk about? And, and is it on, yeah. like her Amazon so she can also watch it if we've like rented a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's like gotta figure out about it. But I grew up really Hi, Lisa's mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nancy. <laughs> uh, she's lovely. Uh but I so I for me I always come in and I'm like, all right, what's this gonna be? Because I'm a little bit of a a pessimist. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> definitely a side to this movie that is Hallmark or horror for sure. Like you could yeah. easily make this a horror movie without yes, changing very much. Yes, let's do it. That'd be a fun Patreon. <laughs> 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 Turn it into a horror movie. Well, so, laugh. But I basically come into each one like, okay, this is going to be like, and I really enjoyed this one. Uh, The one thing I would say is that I really liked the primary characters. And Uh although I understand the need for the other characters, I didn't necessarily enjoy any of the other people. I was like, Mm. let's just focus on Vanessa and Martin. And of course, his beautiful dog, Ernie. And so (laughs) I was like, let's just focus on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they last year, there was a, a... an actress Natalie Hall who did a movie called uh, Fit for Prince on Hallmark, and then mm-hmm. she did a movie called Stalked by a Prince for Lifetime. Oh and my they gosh! Both, they both had the same Prince, Jonathan Keltz, in the Can movie. We? And Can I'm like, we? this is a great idea. You have every Hallmark movie should have a Lifetime thriller with the same cast. <laughs> I am so on board, and Rachel, I realize Christmas movies are coming, but can we please, please watch those two in the early 2023 for On Friendship, because that sounds amazing. (laughs) And also, stalked by her prince, I have so many questions. (laughs) Well, this one, because she does kind of stalk him, so that's where it gets kind of Hallmark or horror-y. Oh, that's a great idea for a podcast. He's always kind of there. And in, in real life, you'd be like, go away. Why are you bothering me? Yes. <laughs> like, hey, Rachel, if you, have time, if you have time for another podcast, that's a great idea. Every okay. Hallmark we could turn into a Lifetime movie. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh I mean, oh, I'm, not, I'm done with Heartland, so why not? <laughs> We're filling the gaps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, but I, I think that the leads are so charming mm-hmm. and there's enough kind of good banter going on here that 
I'm able to kind of go with it. And it, it's not, you, it's certainly not creepy or anything like that. No, no. But do you, have we watched movies with either of them before? Um, You know what? I don't think we have done a Bethany Joy Lentz Let's movie. Let's add them to the through. list of the people I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, she does a lot of really cute movies she's very charming mm-hmm. uh, very likable and i yeah i don't think even in our christmas ones i don't think we've wow. done one with her why you been hiding them from me <laughs> he's johnny and he's darren do you like movies do you like your childhood do you like movies from your childhood do you like podcasts about movies from your childhood if you answered yes to one or all those questions then you might enjoy nostalgia cast it's a podcast about movies from your childhood. So if you're nostalgic for nostalgia, then you might like Nostalgicast. See, that's the name of our podcast, Nostalgicast. Yeah, I, I think they got that. Should we sign off? Let's do it. I'm Johnny. And he's Darren. And, and this, this is, is Nostalgicast. Nostalgicast. I win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. feel like I feel like sometimes, okay, so this is sort of maybe something I haven't vocalized as much, but maybe just, you know, the inside thinking as I'm watching these, I find the women a lot more charming a lot of times than the men. Um, And I thought he was really charming and Mm -hmm. it made me really hate her ex because I was like, he was terrible and he was only on (laughs) screen for 20 seconds. And I was just like, no. And then we meet Martin and I was like, double no. What were you thinking? (laughs) And so I'm like, Martin, how are you hiding out in a in a little town from everyone when everyone should have the opportunity <laughs> to, yeah, to enjoy mean, your charm? The I do think that the men in Hallmark movies are fairly replaceable. I mean, that's what people are like. People and the women are somewhat replaceable, um, but especially usually the men. I mean, you could yeah. have almost any of their sort of uh their stable of, of actors that well, you could place them in and it would be exactly the same um, i feel but- bad that we're saying these things but there are, <laughs> like there are some of the actors that are extremely charming of the of the male men actors right that i'm just like i love them and maybe it's because other ones i'm like mm, i wish yeah. i could have been in the casting room <laughs> I mean, I I normally don't have a problem with the casting uh, in yeah. homework movies. Uh, sometimes the chemistry is just not yeah, there. That for some might reason. be that um, might be more of it rather yeah. than like not liking I, I, the actors per se. It's the yeah, chemistry. It happens, it happens sometimes. You remember when we talked about Christmas at the Plaza? Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> But I thought the chemistry and the casting was so off in that movie. It really (laughs) ruined it for me. And it was a perfectly good movie in every other way. Um, But but I think this is one of Bethany Joy Lentz's best uh, films that she's done. She has... Mm -hmm. Uh, she has another one called Bottled with Love that is very cute. I like it, but 
the way that Hallmark advertised it was kind of hilarious. They were acting like it was an Oscar front runner with this movie. Like the ads were like, set your DVRs now. The romance of the year, you know, like. Oh my goodness. They were going hard. They really were. So then, I mean, it's almost impossible to kind of live up to that kind of uh, expectation. Um, But it's a cute movie. And uh, and then she has one that she did for Lifetime, which we should do one of these days called Snowden Love. Um, mm, that's very that cute. cute. That's probably my favorite yeah. of hers. Um, she had a big hit last year with Tyler Hines called um, An Unexpected Holiday, I think is what it was called. Okay. Uh, that was very popular. And I liked it for the most part. Um, you know, it's hard. These movies get so hyped up that sometimes like, mm. it was called an unexpected yeah. Christmas. Like it, I didn't like it as much as a lot of people liked it, but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing them down. So, yeah. <laughs> so I can, cause I, like I said, I just like really liked them each individually and then together. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, it's this is one of my favorites of, of Brett Dalton. This is one of my favorites of his. He, uh, he was just—he was charming. There's no other way to say it in this movie. Well, it was one of those things where you're like, "I really want them to get together," and yeah. here, you know, spoiler alert, they will. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but... she's legit like a crazy person in this movie, and he's just like, "Look how cute she is." <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did think, and we'll get into it. I'm sure. So I'll just keep this short. I'm surprised he didn't have a little bit more pushback on her being, um, and I'm going to use air quotes, journalist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's right. She writes about the trends and where to find them. Uh, And in the beginning, she's, um, she's talking about hot yoga. Yeah. uh, With goats. And goat yoga. Yeah. Which is a real (laughs) thing. I've seen that before. I would. I am terrible at yoga, but I would try to get into yoga to see some goats. See goat yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who even thought of that? When did that come up that people were like, let's have goats? I don't know, but they're and... genius. Genius. <laughs> That's the hot trends of 2020. Little did yeah. we know what trends were going to be coming up. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Zoom. Uh, oh. <laughs> Masks. <laughs> Oh, terrible yeah those trends oh. were the worst and they better not come back in fashion <laughs> please no in like 15 years <laughs> so the senior lifestyle editor position is open and she wants it real bad she's living in new york city and and she is dating this guy named jack and yes. he then he breaks up with her at the beginning She's too good for him. (laughs) She's all talking. She's all talking to her friend, and the friend says, uh, "Well, she says, uh, she says, don't you just pick someone and make it work?" And then the friend says, "Can you make it work if it's not the right person?" So this is an interesting idea. So do you just pick someone that because nobody's perfect? Obviously, you're going to have to make concessions and and uh, and uh, in a relationship, but. Do you, so do you just pick someone that's pretty close, uh, you know, that, mm. that you like and you like spending time with and you make it work or do you, does it only work if it is the, you know, the right connection? Well, here's the thing. There's a third option. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that is single life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no, that's tough because if you're always thinking there's going to be something better out there, then you're just never going to mm-hmm. be able to settle down or not settle down, like have a family, but just like settle in your life and enjoy it. If you're always looking for something like, no, I don't want to be with this person. There's going to be something better. And it's like, but yeah, that's a tough decision. I still go with option three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be ready to go with pick someone and make it work, but yeah. I haven't even gotten those options presented to me in life. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, any relationship is going to need to be maintained and, and concessions and things like that. So, yeah. But, so yeah, I would definitely go with that option over option two of like, wait for it to be like a perfect situation. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Yeah. So one or three, those are my options. <laughs> uh, so her, they end up seeing Jack at yoga uh, with mm. another girl and uh, Run. No, just very <laughs> upset. Uh, she's upset about it. And uh, the friend invites her to uh, Amber, I think is her friend's name, invites her to go to her parents' cabin at the lake. And uh, they're all like, cute girls trip. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought you would be a fan of Amber. And watching this video. Yeah, I liked having a friend in there for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, though, had some serious moments of what was that? Christmas movie we watched where they went home and their parents turned the house into a bed and breakfast. Oh, we have seen a Bethany Joy Lance movie. She's in that. Why is she in two bed and breakfast movies? Because that's essentially (laughs) that's what Amber's parents have. But I was like, uh oh. Because here's the other thing. There's something about the bed and breakfast. Like, I realize bed and breakfasts are usually in old houses or other houses but the two bed and breakfast movies i've seen i feel like it's a 1980s mansion <laughs> yeah that's true that's absolutely true and well, what are it, the odds that she would be in two bed and breakfast movies that's that is, wild i didn't even realize that but you're absolutely right and it didn't seem like anybody was staying at the bed and breakfast <laughs> It's not going so well for me. I mean, especially huh? it being Founders Day, I, I that's uh, it seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah, Founders we got, we got a, a plot hole here. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, if people aren't staying there, then it's not a bed and breakfast. It's your mm-hmm. house. <laughs> but it's honestly, staying at this kind of place by a lake is peak vacation to me that or the ocean one or the other i you know i love i love that it's so much fun so it wouldn't take much convincing from amber for me to go with her yeah Uh, no it was beautiful even later when he shows her like why he settled was it thompson lake something like that um Mm -hmm. why he settled there and I'm reading a book right now called The House Across the Lake, which is sort of like a murder mystery. But mm-hmm. there is something peaceful about being out on the water. Even like as I'm reading that, I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't think that's the message of the movie because there's murder and stuff. But 
But I'm yeah. like, man, I'd really want a house on the lake. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I went to Bear Lake in Utah uh, this summer in July, and that was so relaxing, so much fun. We did they they had um open water open water swim there mm-hmm. that I entered the Bear Lake Monster Swim. Uh, scary (laughs) and uh that was really fun uh so yeah this is my kind of my kind of trip my kind of trip i just want something i want something nature peaceful Mm -hmm. i still have wi-fi so i can stream television and (laughs) girls and good food (laughs) and yes we still have to work this out rachel Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm uh, the the guest room is waiting for you, Lisa. Let's do it. <laughs> it's waiting. But now you're going to be busy with all those football games. So well, no, I, I'm only going on one trip, but I'm still oh, paying off my trip to Prince Edward Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once that's paid off, then let's talk. It's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> uh, so they get to the town, uh, and uh, she thinks that. Evidently, they have full service gasoline stations in this, in this <laughs> place, and they. She thinks Amber thinks that uh, that Martin Claiborne is her is the attendant of the gas station, and uh, so it, then, um, well, I forget Joylance's character's name. She comes out, and uh, Vanessa comes out, and she's like, "Why is Martin Claiborne pumping our gas?" <laughs> and, <laughs> And he's just being super nice. And uh, it turns out he's he's a very famous writer. And I, I, I tried, but I didn't, I wasn't able to figure out. I mean, I guess if he, he's on the level of, I, I, I don't know what would, like a Mary Higgins Clark or something like that. Like I'm trying to, mm, he is John super, <laughs> super famous. I mean, John Grisham. James Patterson. It, I think he does mysteries, James Patterson. Mystery. Uh, James Patterson does, yeah. I mean, they're like, yeah, murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times no. can I say murder in this episode? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> well, I have two thoughts about this, this stop. Number one, I lived for gas stations where they pumped the gas for you. Because we had some where I'm from in Lansing. And then when they went out of business, I was like, damn it. I'm willing to pay extra money Uh for someone else to pay my gas. Number two, I think we have a second plot hole. Wouldn't Amber know that the gas stations near her family's home are not operating that way? Probably. I would think so. But but (laughs) yeah, that's that's a fair point. (laughs) I love full. I wish that all gas stations were full service. It is yes. so nice to not have to yes. to just not have to deal with it and get. Uh, it's. I good. mean, I, I realize people might label me lazy, but I'm paying <laughs> for it. I I will pay for it. That that is something, especially in Michigan where we have cold winters. I will even throw another five dollars on the top of the pot. <laughs> Please pump my gas. <laughs> so I think, yeah, James Patterson seems to be the best uh, comparison here. Um, he His books sold more than 425 million books. Are we talking about James Patterson or Martin? 
Well, see, he said that his last book sold two million. That's mm. what um Martin says. Gotcha. And I, okay. I've only seen his total books. I'm not seeing how much his last James Patterson's last book sold. But anyway, a lot. He sold a lot of books. And so I think that's what you're supposed to get, that this is like Yeah, big deal. Uh and and really he's like a famous recluse. So he's like um what's his name for Catcher in the Rye? But is he a recluse? Cause that's my I had a I had I take issue with that. JD Salinger. He just doesn't want to be in the public eye, but in his town, he is out and about and doing all sorts of stuff. Recluse, I feel like, doesn't leave their house. Well, he's a famous recluse from doing interviews. Oh, okay. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Writing duo Christopher Palaha and Anna Gomez are back with the second book in there from Kona with Love series, Where the Sun Rises. Dubbed as a modern Romeo and Juliet by the San Francisco Book Review, Where the Sun Rises has become a highly anticipated follow-up depicting multicultural romance, love, loss, and redemption woven into a family saga set in the beautiful islands of Hawaii. Though connected, each installment in the From Kona with Love series can be read as a standalone. The series falls into the genre of clean romance and is best known for its lush island backdrops. Says Publisher Weekly of the first installment, quote, Gomez and Palaha's descriptions of Hawaii are postcard worthy. The breezy pace and gorgeous setting will stoke readers' wanderlust, close quote. Where the sun rises promises to whisk readers away to the idyllic island of Hawaii. Protagonists Mele Moana and Adam Yates meet at the wedding of Mele's friend, Andy, where they are paired up in the wedding party to walk down the aisle together. Their worlds couldn't be more different. Mele is the daughter of a plantation worker, and Adam is the son of one of the richest men in Oahu. They do have one thing in common, though. Big dreams. Dreams that will take them into opposite shores. But that's not the only obstacle they must overcome. Adam inspires Melee to face her fears, and she restores his faith in redemption. Yet, with love comes sacrifice, and the goals they've worked so hard for may end up tearing them apart. Ultimately, Where the Sun Rises is a story about overcoming adversity, the promise of young love, and the valor in letting go. Where the Sun Rises releases on October 11th, 2022, and is available at all major retailers where books are sold. In-person and virtual book signings will be popping up in Los Angeles and Chicago during the months of October and November. Make sure to pre-order your copy of Where the Sun Rises today at your local brick-and-mortar bookstore, and it'll be waiting for you to enjoy on October 11th. In the meantime, immerse yourself in the Kona world by reading moments like this. More information can be found here at, at vesuvianmedia.com slash from Kona with love. That's vesuvianmedia.com slash from Kona with love. Sorry. That's what she says at the beginning. That, eh. And uh, she's talking to, so they have this like meet cute uh, and she even knows his, the name of his dog. Yeah. Uh, that's Ernie, his dog. <laughs> dog was cute <laughs> added to the list of great pets in a movie and uh and she says we don't want to, him to think we're like stalking or something and and uh amber says you know the name of his dog you already are that person <laughs> the opposite movie of this would be misery <laughs> yeah i did see that in one of the letterbox reviews they're like <laughs> 
Misery is not a romance. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> uh, and uh, she uh, she's talking to her publisher after this meet cute and uh, the the publisher not publisher um her editor editor, editor. she's talking to mm-hmm. her editor after this meet cute and the editor says that the other people in line for this position have scored big interviews like mm. they're like interviewing oprah or something like huge <laughs> and <laughs> and so she says that she has this big interview with uh with martin claiborne and I feel like that's a good name, Martin Claiborne. That sounds like yeah, a- it feels like an author name. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so she has this package to deliver to him that accidentally got delivered to Amber's parents. Like, can uh, we say she didn't have to? She's trying to get that interview, so she mm-hmm. is making it happen because otherwise, let Amber's dad do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is her in her in. It's kind of the glass slipper, uh, you know, yes. kind of thing. <laughs> the excuse to go to the house, <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, and uh, and she says, "I can't tie him to a chair and make him talk." And then Amber's like, oh, "I thought of that." <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so. They have another kind of meet cute with the package, mm-hmm. and they're both just again so charming that it takes away the weird factor. Yeah, absolutely. For me at least, um, and, and and the truth is, there's the whole thing on how I met your mother. They would talk about the Dobler versus Dahmer effect. So yeah. with Dobler, which is the last name of the guy from Say Anything, that mm-hmm. so he does a grand gesture. And it's yeah. very romantic because we like him and we, and she likes him. So it's romantic, yeah. you know, the whole thing with the boom box and everything. But, it, uh, but, if but obviously don't. then Dahmer, we don't like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I, Wait, that, are we talking about Jeffrey Dahmer? Yes. Like, so if the same the person and we don't people. like, if the, the whole idea on how you marry mother is that if somebody that we like does something, a grand gesture then it's charming and sweet. But if somebody we don't like does the exact same thing, then it's creepy and weird. So it's Here's Doppler versus Dahmer. I'm on board with this. We talk about this in my classes when we talk about um, stalking, that w- that it there's a line that's very thin between whether or not you like someone, how you view the behaviors. So yeah. I'm right there with you. I just didn't. When you said Dahmer, I was like, "Does she like Jeffrey Dahmer?" <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Look it up. It's from High Mary Mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they go back forth, and then she proceeds to stalk him when he's out fishing. And this is probably <laughs> the best sequence of the whole movie. Is this whole <laughs> fishing sequence is very funny. I think she's fishing catfish. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she says that she's she's trying to catch catfish she's like i didn't even know there were catfish in this lake and <laughs> she hooks herself fishing and is a total disaster <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing yeah i i think that whole sequence is very funny and she she brings the kind of the physical comedy to these roles that uh, is refreshing mm-hmm 
Yeah, that was that was very good. And uh, and then he says, I'm done caring what other people think about me. Uh, but she has 10 columns that she needs to fill up, which seems like a lot. That's a long yeah. interview. Yeah. That's like a big deal too. Yeah. Like people, it sounds like people would want that, but also yeah. that's a lot to write. This guy is like mega famous. I mean, <laughs> it's like Stephanie Meyer and J.K. Rowling rolled into one evidently. But at the same time, I'm like, how's he just rolling around this town? Like people don't know where he lives. Like people can find that stuff out on the internet, like super fast. And it's like surprise that, People are not like creeping around Thompson Lake and the guy. Yeah, especially if he's, he's window washing strangers' cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he, she basically she tells him she goes to the town hall meeting, and uh, there's this whole Founders Day, and it's a lot of work, and he decides he needs help, and so <laughs> <laughs> she. She says that uh, she, um, well, so then they have this whole conversation about uh, his recent book that she didn't like as much. And so she tells him the main character was predictable and that it was playing it safe. And he said, aren't we all playing it safe? Hmm. And, and so, uh, which is, it's an interesting kind of, thread to have in a hallmark movie that you're going to criticize an, a writer for the same stories yeah. or a predictable stories. i mean james patterson gets those criticisms <laughs> as well and i mean i'm just saying like hallmark pot calling kettle i mean yeah. they're not exactly known for their original storytelling i love the predictability <laughs> but come on but also i think it's interesting you know his reaction to her because you know he's planning to like quit writing those books mm-hmm. he has yeah. writer's block and he and he's decided to quit and he's all we're all playing it safe I mean, so later sort of on later on when they say all i've been doing is repackaging the same stories with different jackets i mean again to say that James line Patterson. in a hallmark movie is <laughs> But it's also James Patterson. This is, this, <laughs> I mean, it's classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the tropes. Don't get me wrong. I And I love the fact that I know exactly what I'm getting when I watch a Hallmark movie. But it's just, it, it, I, I just thought that that writer, whoever wrote this movie, must have. A little tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve, Steve Sessions is the writer's name. So. Oh, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> He was happy when that line stayed in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This Founders Day is a big deal. It this made is. me think of the Vampire Diaries because they always talk about Founders Day on that show. Oh, really? I was like, oh my God, Founders Day. Is there about to be some vampires up in here? <laughs> this Hallmark is really stretching it. <laughs> yeah. So she, he agrees uh, and he says, though, that he has all these uh, limitations only, only talk about writing all this stuff. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Which I thought was bold of hers. And he says, the only thing is that I get to read the story, but before it goes to print. And I thought that they, I thought for sure that they were going to have that be a bigger plot point going forward. I thought, Oh, that that the editor is going to, 
is going to change get, something. He's going to change it or get it early. He's going to publish it before he gets, before Martin gets a chance to look at it. I was like, oh, that's going to be a conflict, but it really wasn't going forward. So that was good. Yeah. The, the only real, I guess, part that it played in is that he was like, I trust you later yeah. on. So he didn't yep. need to read it before. Um, and then we find out that he uh, that he always wanted to be a writer, even as a kid. And he created a character called Danny Boyd, which is cute. I love I love them talking about their imaginary friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I I would think that a character named Danny Boyd would be Irish. That's what I was thinking. I was like, was he in what was that movie? The Full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what i was like wait isn't there i mean because Dan- like a very famous song full monty? which which one the full monty the movie yeah, the full monty. yeah. that's in um england is is it england or ireland i don't know i, seen oh, it I don't know i think it's england but um but yeah uh the danny boy that's like a famous song you know mm. Oh, oh, I, Danny thought they were saying, I, I thought they were saying Danny Boy, B-O-Y. <laughs> they are saying Danny Boy. That's what I'm saying. But if you have a character named Danny Boyd, oh, I see. it should be Irish. Because <laughs> like, it's a famous wait, Irish song. song. Was, I was like, that song is Danny Boyd? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny Boy, I long to hear you. Away, you rolling river. Yes. Uh and so then they start basically dating. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, absolutely what's happening. Yeah, she's writing the article, but I, I guess she has a notepad sometime. But she's they're just going out and doing stuff together, and she doesn't have a recorder or anything like that. Uh, but um, he takes her to meet his friend Gus, and to yes. fix Gus's gate. Uh, and uh, Gus says she's a keeper. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's it. Close up shop. We're yep. done. <laughs> done. They're going to get married. Um, and, <laughs> and then we have we find out that his dog is named after Ernest Hemingway. Mm-hmm. His name is Ernie. Uh, so he's really creative with the names here. Yeah. Danny Boyd, Ernie. Well, he is and, a writer. Yeah, he's a writer. <laughs> You better be says, good at it. He says, I wanted to see who you were. That's why he took her to meet Gus. Yeah. So she passed the test, evidently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then day two, we got to have a photographer because, you know, this is a Hallmark movie. Um, it's Dottie <laughs> is the photographer. <laughs> yeah, I was and like, she- uh, this is going to come into play. And she I says, knew this she is wasn't the just life a side I chose, character. and that's all there is to say about it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and they have this whole conversation, and he says, some things can't be described. And she says, that's an interesting thing coming from a writer. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to put things into words. That's, mm-hmm. That is your job. <laughs> well, and then he says, I'm afraid if I stop writing, no one would care. And I think that that... hoping. Is- I think he's hoping because he hoping. doesn't want to write anymore. <laughs> hoping and then also not because you don't want to be completely forgettable. 
I mean, yeah. I, I, I can recognize that, that there is a side of me that's like, if I stopped podcasting, would anybody, there's so many podcasts out there. There's a million other Hallmark podcasts. Would, would anybody aside from the co-hosts care? Uh, I think I hope so. so. I hope so. I but... think so. Rachel, <laughs> I think yes. A, I think that's I think a natural. So. I think that's a natural worry that a lot of people have. You know, they, they worry yeah. about being forgotten. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or that your life doesn't matter. Mm. Um, at all don't like that. i mean that's if you think about the movie coco the idea that your family has forgotten to put you on the ofrenda and, and that you get forgotten that's just so sad so i've sad. never seen that movie and it sounds depressing so i'll be <laughs> avoiding it you haven't seen coco <laughs> pixar no. oh it's so i good. have not seen it but well, you know pixar again, they always bring the waterworks yeah, which is why I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets this poisonous flower from, and yeah. it's definitely so poisonous that she has to wrap her hands. <laughs> like, and so she's not able to, she's not able to use her fingers because they're wrapped. And uh, I mean, this is some serious poison. This is bad. Yeah, but it only lasted for that day. Yeah. Um, but, like, <laughs> how embarrassing, first off. <laughs> Second, it reminded me of the episode of Friends where, is it Phoebe and then Charlie Sheen is the guest star? <laughs> uh, they get chicken pox and have, like, oven gloves on their hands so they won't itch. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's well, so he's me. made her the soup, and he's like, I made the soup for you. You're going to eat it so he feeds her the soup i knew it <laughs> and that was pretty swoon worthy <laughs> i think as soon as she came in and she had poison on her hands i was like he's about to feed her dinner <laughs> but then and he amber fed it to her. he fed it to her but then he was like finish your soup or something and so she started using her hands and i was like Wait, so can you use your hands or not? <laughs> I mean, I would think she could at least pick up the bowl and eat it caveman style, but she's got to eat it spoon. You know, that would spoon. be really embarrassing on top of embarrassing. Oh my god, Not gosh. as embarrassing as him feeding you. Yeah, but that was supposed to be romantic. It is. <laughs> and, and Amber is like, he made you soup. He likes you. And that yeah, what was she saying about her parents who love each other and dad wouldn't make the mom soup? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, what? I feel like that is such like a hallmark thing to be like somebody did like a basic thing, like making you soup. Oh, you should get married. He obviously <laughs> loves you. <laughs> you know, like or it doesn't take much in these stories. <laughs> or maybe he just meal planned ahead and that's what was on the menu for the day yeah. was soup. <laughs> uh, so she's, they take the next day off and uh, she sees him in town. And she's like, Ooh, there's something going he's on here. To be writing. Mm-hmm. And Lied. it turns out he's reading to kids in the library, which was very sweet. And uh, we, but we see this girl, I think her name was Lauren. Yes. And she's very eager. And so, <laughs> so oh, Vanessa thinks, oh no, he, this is, this is his girlfriend or whatever. She, he's evidently feeding her all kinds of soup 
and and well, here's, then... here's the thing though he didn't need to say he was at home writing she could have gone along with that because at a certain point that information becomes handy it creates a conflict where she's you know quote unquote a journalist she can't even ask him like hey i saw you here can you please explain like mm -hmm. i don't know i was like you guys are creating drama <laughs> here's yeah, the I mean, conflict really here's the conflict there's really no reason why he couldn't have have said i'm reading to kids at the library like they it doesn't have to be it's there's no reason why it has to be his book or you know like yeah and they mean like i'm working most of the day tomorrow but i am re reading to the kids at the library yeah um, that's it's like some big secret but because i guess it's his book that he's reading to yeah. them that's why oh that's why yeah. and okay, lauren is that. there as the illustrator and that's why she's so mm. eager and excited interesting <laughs> you don't um, think wait time out time out we have a plot hole here okay so you're telling me that james patterson of the hallmark world is reading to kids and you don't got parents who are taking pictures and posting yeah. this online of the famous person but i don't feel like authors are that hounded anymore and maybe i'm wrong unless you're I'm, you're talking like i mean if i saw stephen king i'd be pretty no, freaking excited stephen king. stephen king i feel like <laughs> i guess if he really is on that level of stephen king stephanie, i feel like stephen king stephanie meyer jk rowling stephanie meyer only has like three books no way take her off that list <laughs> no she's definitely one for sure um no i, mean, I wouldn't Twilight be recognize her I wouldn't be able to recognize her in a lot. Oh, really? I could. <laughs> I definitely Never. could. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Forget that she's in the first Twilight. I'm like, oh. no. Like, oh, yeah, she does have a cameo, doesn't she? But here's the other thing. <laughs> He's attractive. So I also think there's a level that it doesn't matter what your job is. If you're attractive, people are going to remember you. Yeah, and that's true so um, yeah i guess this is just um, like a special magical town where famous now, authors can read yeah <laughs> now that's a movie i want to watch um, <laughs> at first when your reaction to stephen king i thought you're like you didn't like stephen king but i think your reaction was you didn't think martin was on stephen king's yeah level. Is that correct? exactly okay. That's yeah. why I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, dang, Stephen King has, like, <laughs> you know how many movies he has based yeah. on his books? That's true. It's true. So uh, that was why I had such a reaction. I was like, 
Oh dang, she hates Stephen King. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't hate it. I'm not. I mean, I'm a scary wimp. So I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, he has actually a lot of really good stuff on writing itself. Yes, I, I have okay. his. Is it his memoir? I have that to read. I haven't read it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has a new book out called Fairy Tale. I want to read it. So his books are far too long, though. <laughs> so evidently, Martin had an imaginary friend named Danny Boyd, and she <laughs> is- had an imaginary friend named Victoria Wadsworth Longfellow. <laughs> No, they didn't mess around with their imaginary friends. Because they're both <laughs> writers. And she's acting like, quote unquote, a journalist, which I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because I have anything against journalists. I just don't think what she's doing is necessarily journalism. This interview. Okay. Um, but she's also trying to write a book. So I feel like they have similar styles because mm-hmm. they were both meant to write. Yeah. So she she started to write this book and then gave up on it uh, and mm. is kind of not as invested in, uh, in writing these articles. Um, and he is nervous about the articles because he had a, a journalist that was super nice and friendly and then wrote a slanderous article on him. Yeah. yeah. So a uh, very, uh, very frustrating for him. And, uh, and this is when we get the, he says he's quitting writing and Mm -hmm. uh, he says, all I've been doing is repackaging the same stories with different jackets. (laughs) Uh I mean, I, they sounded different. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that there's value in that. I, I think that you create a brand and uh, you, you, there's something nice about just knowing, okay, I know what I'm getting when I purchase yes. this author's books. And then if you get something totally different, it can be kind of jarring. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it, it's a tough thing because I'm sure that as an author, you want to branch out and not that you shouldn't, but that's why people use pen names a lot of times is because that's yeah. the way that you can branch out is you can right under a pen name but uh keen baby nancy drew (laughs) mm -hmm. uh and so um then uh we also i should mention that his house is gorgeous in this movie Mm -hmm. they got a beautiful place so he really is steve stephen king rich (laughs) (laughs) that house was beautiful there was that whole second level with the um with the uh, like mini library, yeah, uh, it was so pretty. Ernie living uh, it up in the high life of that house. <laughs> yes. So he says he's quitting, uh, and then he shows her the um the children's book that he's writing. Yes. And he's super excited about it, and uh, and my sister's a children's book writer. She's done four Ooh. plus a graphic novel plus a new novel that just came out in August, a mid grade novel called Haven. Uh, and so uh, they, it can be a very exciting thing when you have a, a the picture books are definitely not easy. That's for sure. Yeah, my best friend illustrates for children's books sometimes, oh, really? so that's always fun. If it doesn't make you happy, it's not worth doing. Yeah. I think that's a bit of a privileged 
existence. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I could say that about doing dishes, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the, there's the whole philosopher where they were supposedly, I can't remember the philosopher's name, but I remember talking about him in school, that uh, that everybody should be allowed to do the thing that's in their nature to do. So like somebody, it's in their nature to play tennis or someone it's in their nature to like whatever um, uh, their, you know, their job ends up being. But the problem is you get all the way down and there's nobody to take, to collect the trash. Mm. So his philosophy doesn't work because there, because yeah. nobody's, nobody's in their nature to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and sometimes, sometimes you, you have to, to support your family. Sometimes uh, you have to so, do things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I think it 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 kind of depends on how unhappy you are. Yeah. Like everybody every job has moments that are frustrating and difficult. Uh there's no perfect perfect job, but if you are like consistently miserable, then then you need to make a change. Yes, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. You can make change. Yeah. And, and sometimes being able to make some changes also is based in privilege, right? Because, you know, I would love just to like take a year off of everything and then figure out the second half of my life. But yeah. my savings account does not agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I do think that if you are, it depends on, I guess, how, I, I, I do think it depends on how unhappy you are. If, yeah, if you are getting to a truly dark place, then, then nothing is worth, no job is worth that. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, but sometimes you do have to slog through it. Yeah. So there's, I don't know, balance, but she brings the article uh, to him and uh, says goodbye. And he says, uh, I trust you, which was very sweet. And, yeah. I also was like, mm, he was probably like 10 columns. I don't want to read that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like my family. If I did like a feature article on them, they'd be like, oh. Sounds like a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he says, I did think maybe there was something between you and I, which was very sweet. Very cute. And we all agree. Yeah. And she <laughs> says, You're here and I'm there. Uh, and he says, Timing is everything. And here's the thing that if you if there's no there's no way in the world that moving is a, a worse I hate moving more than almost anything else in the world but, but yes there's no way that it's a worse choice than than uh, like you should move if you have a chance at a like viable relationship you should move if you think you have a chance at a viable relationship there's no world where moving is the worst choice than being with the love of your life i always find this this conflict to be so phony because i can't think of any human being that's like well we live in different places so we uh we can't be together that's that 
<laughs> or at least like can we talk about figuring it out right yeah because you know, there are things to figure out you know but I, I also liked how she just like walked out of there like, bye, I'm leaving now. See you later. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Like she just peeled out of there, you know, smoke coming from the car. She didn't really, but that's what it felt like. She was mm-hmm. out of there and he was like, oh wait, you're leaving? Like, yeah, I was like, girl, you need yeah. to take a moment. You're not going to stay mm-hmm. in touch at least. I mean, like, I can say try if long I meet, distance. If I meet the love of my life, I will move. You I, heard can, it I promise here you that. First. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I you heard it here first. So much. <laughs> I I will move if someone else packs up my crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get professional movers over yes. at Lisa's house if she meets the yeah. love of her life. <laughs> yeah. Just need an extra couple thousand to to get my crap moved. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, it would be such a pain for me because I have lived here since 2013 in my current place. Oh, wow. (laughs) A long time. Long time. I have only lived here. Well, I've lived here five years, which is a long time to live somewhere. Um, But also, I find it interesting that, like, the space I'm in, did I have this much stuff or have I adapted to the space around me? Cause why do I have so much crap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't imagine like before me was a couple and I was like, where did they each put their stuff? Like my stuff is everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I know. I think that's you. <laughs> like how did I have roommates before? Yeah, but... like, this is not possible. <laughs> We forgot to mention that he supposedly types all of his novels on a old school uh, No typewriter. wonder he wants to quit. <laughs> <laughs> and Do you that, know and what a pain that is? One error, yeah. you're starting over. <laughs> so Dottie comes over and she has the photographs of, mm-hmm. uh, of them together. So he gets very lonely for her. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so he sends her the typewriter and on the typewriter, it has her motto, which we haven't talked about, but it's go boldly in your dreams is her motto. Uh, and she says, if I'm going to have a life motto, I need to live by it. Yeah. And then she just walked out of there. Bye. Mm-hmm. And she did not boldly go in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. I did like when she called Amber back she says is there room is there room for one more at the inn kind of made me laugh you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) no room at the inn (laughs) is this a christmas movie (laughs) but also clearly there is there hasn't been one guest in that bed and breakfast (laughs) this entire movie like what are you talking about yeah like good gravy hey wasn't that other one we talked about the guest was a writer okay this is eerie I'm gonna have to go back. And oh, watch was she that one. a writer? I can't remember. Well, someone, uh, one of the guests was maybe the dude was. I feel like in someone in that Christmas? movie was also a writer. Hmm. But uh, sorry, I'm no, here. flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then he says, "The person I want to dance with is miles away." Mm. <laughs> He's all lonely, very sad. Gus is like, "Hold on a second. <laughs> and he says i never thought i'd see you again i hoped mm-hmm. and uh 
Very cute. The life I imagine includes you. So then they finally kiss. Finally. And then it was like, credits. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It was like her leaving him 10 minutes prior. We're out of here. Well, our friends. I turned turned and I was like, it's over. (laughs) Our friends have a podcast called One Kiss Means Forever. Yes. And that basically the idea that is, is-, is that in Hallmark movies, one kiss means that you're married. You're, you're, yes. it's forever. <laughs> no going so back. You don't, so you don't need, we don't need anything else before credits. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there we go. We talked about the movie. I think it was a cute one. I enjoyed it. Was it was cute. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it too. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it too. Although there are a couple plot holes, but there I'll, I'll give it to them. Because in exchange of those plot holes, we got that classic line from the writer about that sort of tongue-in-cheek about Hallmark movies. The different... What was the quote again about the different um, the covers? Where is it? I have it somewhere. This was not planned, friends. She is looking in her notes. That it was the same story, different jackets. And we're packaging the same stories with different jackets. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will forgive the plot holes for that line alone. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And he also says that everyone thinks that he was an overnight success with the first novel. But he oh, had yeah. actually gotten rejected. His his first novel had that never got published had been rejected. Um, and in that, you know, they say on, at least on Broadway, they say every, every overnight sensation is 10 years in the making. Um, yeah. And I think that that's genuinely true with most, with most careers yeah. is that I was gonna say, it takes I don't about, trust. go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, it's just, I think it takes uh, 10 years a lot of times to the things you think, oh, this was overnight is really been in the works for a long time. I mean, like I remember them saying that about Ariana DeBose uh, last year for the Oscars, you know, overnight sensation or whatever. And she's been in movies and Broadway and television and stuff for, for forever. She's not yeah. an overnight sensation. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I don't trust anyone who hasn't been rejected. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like seriously, everything needs to be drafted, right? Like this is like students turning in papers and I'm always like, Let's be sure your first draft isn't your last draft, right? Like, seriously, mm-hmm. things have to be edited, improved. There's a process. So, yeah, I don't trust the That's overnight true. success stuff. That's true. There was work to be had. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that and, and I'll think I'll go through, because I don't have an editor for my writing, unfortunately. Mm. And so I, it's just my own content. And so I'll go through it. And I think I've caught everything. And it never fails. And yeah. then the next day I'll go and read it. And I'm like, ah, how did I miss that? It's, And especially it's so, so annoying. Uh, whenever you mention a name of a movie or a show or something like that, you're supposed to italicize it. And it yeah. never fails that I miss. Uh, I yeah. was just, I just posted today uh, one of the patron uh, AFI passions posts that I do every week. And yeah. Uh, and I was looking through it and I'd probably looked, looked through this thing like, I don't know, maybe even 10 times. I, I looked at it many <laughs> times and I, I had two titles that I had to <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's the bane yeah. of my existence. 
that's me that's me like as a professor all of like created assignment sheets looked at them a bunch of times and then i open up the assignment again just to refresh my memories so that i can talk about it in class and make it you know a powerpoint slide and i'll go in there and be like what did i do in this assignment sheet there's so many typos yeah it's really hard to see in your own writing it's very it's difficult you really need an editor um, so it's not just there's no author that's an overnight success there are no pieces (laughs) of writing that are overnight success that's true that's true (laughs) well let us know if you're listening what you think of this one we would love to hear your thoughts and uh lisa where can people find you Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Elisa Lucas and Friends W. Elisa for Friends with Elisa, which covers all of my podcasts. Everywhere else, I'm Friends with Elisa. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, web, etc. So please come <laughs> check out more friendship on my podcast, Best oh my Forevers. Very good. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out and let me know if you find non-italicized words in my reviews. I would be very grateful. Very grateful. Oh, goodness. Um, and then make sure you're following us at Homework is Pod and Homework is Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews for both of our podcasts. We would sure be grateful. And uh, if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that. We also have our patron group where you can read those AFI Passions Project yes. posts, which are really good. <laughs> Uh, it's super cheap and definitely worth your while to join the patron and you can be part of the planning and also the discussions and also we have our monthly movie watch alongs which are really fun so check Ooh. that out and uh, we also have the merch store which is super fun so check that out and uh, thanks so much everybody we'll talk to y'all later bye, bye.